Thank you. Okay. Uh, okay, let's begin. All right. Renewing, Thank I'm at the bottom of page five. Renewing. Yeah, hang on. Claire, hang on one sec. I'm going to read the intro to the reading and the date. Okay, thanks. Uh, today is Sunday, December 11th, 2022. We are reading from the big book of AA, pages uh, five, where it starts renewing my resolve. Up to and including paragraph on page six, the mind and body are marked. Okay, Claire, take it away. Thank you. Renewing my resolve, I tried again. Some time passed and confidence began to be replaced by cocksureness. I could laugh at the gin mills. Now I had what it takes. One day I walked into a cafe to telephone. In no time I was beating on the bar, asking myself how it happened. As the whiskey rose to my head, I told myself I would manage better next time, but I might as well get good and drink, drunk then, and I did. The remorse, the horror, and hopelessness of the next morning are unforgettable. The courage to do battle was not there. My brain raced uncontrollably, and there was a terrible sense of impending calamity. I, hear, I hardly dared cross the street, lest I collapse and be run down by an early morning truck, for it was scarcely daylight an all-night place supplied me with a dozen glasses of ale. My writhing nerves were stilled at last. A morning paper told me the market had gone to hell again. Well, so had I. The market would recover, but I wouldn't. That was a hard thought. Should I kill myself? No, not now. Then a mental fog settled down. Gin would fix that. So two bottles and oblivion. The mind and body are marvelous mechanisms, for mine endured this agony two more years. Sometimes I stole from my wife's slender purse when the morning terror and madness were on me. Again, I swayed dizzily before an open window or the medicine cabinet where there was poison, cursing myself for a weakling. There were flights from the city to country and back as my wife and I sought escape. Then came the night when the physical and mental torture was so hellish, I feared I would burst through the, my window sash and all. Somehow I managed to drag my mattress to a lower floor, lest I suddenly leap. A doctor came with a heavy sedative. Next day found me drinking both gin and sedative. This combination soon landed me on the rocks. People feared for my sanity, so did I. I could eat little or nothing when drinking, and I was 40 pounds underweight. Okay, we finished with the reading, Claire. I'm sorry, I wasn't looking in the book. Okay, thank you so much. Um, now we get to have our speaker who uh, we had a different speaker and now we got this lovely speaker, last minute notice. Thank you so much. Um, I'd like to introduce Miss Julie from California. Julie. Hi, thanks, Marla. Uh, Julie, our recovered compulsive overeater and thank you for um, inviting me to read on these paragraphs. Uh, when I looked at them last night, it was like, oh my gosh, I could talk for hours on this. Um, you know, I have some of my notes, you know, renewing my resolve. I try, tried again, you know, it's that word I, I think there's like, what, 10 I's in that next uh, paragraph. Because when I try, I fail when I, I, because I cannot manage this disease at all. Um, 
And then it says, sometime past, confidence began to be replaced by cocksureness. I could laugh at the gin mills. You know, that's when I would find that perfect diet or even abstinence. Um, and that I just thought, you know, I didn't have to really do everything else. You know, I could just uh, wing it and be abstinent. And you have one, two, three, four years. I've done that several times, have four years of abstinence. And um, because I had what it took, right? And then you walk into a cafe and boom, you're beating at the, what did it say? I was beating on the bar asking how it happened. I could really remember me doing that. It, I was very resentful at work. I had a lot of things going on. I was abstinent, but I was not recovered. I was not living in my ideas. I was controlling and I was manipulative, but I was thin. I was still going to meetings and I was doing lots of service. Um, and I walked by um, Norma. She um, had uh, bins and bins of goodies on her desk. And I grabbed one cookie. Well, you know what happens when you grab one cookie because then now I've awakened the allergy. And then of course I slip into the obsession of the mind. And I went back and I probably ate a hundred of them and I would um, hide them in uh, papers. Like I was going to the coffee machine. And then I ate like a rabid animal, hoping nobody saw me in my office. And then it's like, you, you kind of wake up and it's like, how, how did that happen? I just had two or three or four years. Once again, you know, I just was blindsided. Um, as the whiskey rose to my head, I told myself, again, I told myself I would manage better next time, but I might as well get good and drunk. And it's, it's kind of funny. It's like, okay, I've already broken my abstinence. I've already binged. Let me just go ahead and eat through the weekend and I'll start on Monday. And this is in the rooms of OA. Um, I'm not going to tell my sponsor yet because I can go to three different fast food restaurants and do all of those things that I used to do um, and pretend that I was ordering for someone else. And then, of course, I can go, uh, you know, practice my bulimia so that I could go ahead and eat some more. It's um, that insane thinking, right? That obsession of the mind, because I am not normal. And it's like, you know, I got to have both components to be that real compulsive overeater. Um, the remorse, the horror, and the hopelessness of the next morning are unforgettable. You know, just reading that, just my heart hurts because I could remember um, going to bed, like they say, so intoxicated, right? You, you couldn't even function. And I would be gorging myself. I'd have um, food in my jammies, in my pockets, and when my husband started snoring, I'd pop them in my mouth um, and wake up in the morning. And the first thought was, oh, my God, I did it again. And that self-hate, that loathing, the despair, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to eat. And then on the flip side of that, it's like that I, I, I No, Wait a minute. Just like when he talks about, um, you know, the stock market. No, I'm going to pull my bootstraps up. I'm going to get my self-will and I'm just going to go charge and I'm going to be abstinent. Yeah, maybe that lasted till nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's like it didn't last very long because I was so far into it. I mean, I was the the, the cravings were paramount. I couldn't not eat. I had to eat. I didn't have a choice. Um, 
and it was it was like you know watching yourself be a puppet you know on a marionette string right i mean i it was like i was just being compelled i mean that's what it is i mean i i it was like i was being forced to do something that i didn't want to do and um that's um it's really sad and it's really painful the bat to the courage to do battle was not there you know so many times i I had woken up this way and it's like you know i didn't want to start over again i didn't want to get another sponsor because my sponsor was going to fire me because i was in um you know a different part of oa um where you know kind of like you know three strikes you're out type of thing and it's like oh my god i didn't want to do this again i i did i wanted to stop eating but did i want to stop being controlling did i want to stop being manipulative did i stop wanting to stop being um let me tell you how to do things because I know better than you. No, I just wanted to stop eating. I, again, I hadn't um, been recovered. I was just abstinent. My brain raised uncontrollably and there was a terrible sense of impending calamity, right? And that's disaster. It's like right there ready to happen because there's nothing good that comes from me starting to overeat. I mean, the food is just the catalyst, right? It's what happens to it, what happens to me. I don't go into like a victim mode or poor me, I'm gonna go lay in bed and just eat. I go into, you better not get in my face. You better stay away from me because I'm gonna lay out. Um, and that's how I had to mask myself, you know, that if I'm gonna be in the food, watch out because you better not get close to me. Um, I hardly dared cross the street lest I collapse and be run down by an early morning truck. And all night place supplied me with a dozen glasses of L. And it was so funny. It's like I, you could almost feel it, you know, when it, it enters your veins, so to speak. It's like, you know, when I had to eat more, eat more. But it wasn't like before, you know, early on years ago when my disease hadn't progressed so much where, oh, I could take one bite and just like, oh. That feels wonderful. No, that that had been gone years ago. It's like, let me just eat. Let me numb out. Let me eat as fast as I can. And I think it's in, I don't know if it's in the big book or the 12 and 12 where it talks about the rapacious creditor. You know, I turn into this fire eating monster with food dripping down my face and in my shirt. And, um, you know, and it's like if anybody, any of my colleagues at work saw me in the throes of a binge, I think it would have scared them. I mean, it, 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 they wouldn't have laughed. They would have been afraid because I am nothing like I am um, when I'm clear-headed, when I'm peaceful, when I'm neutral, when I'm serene. Um, the morning paper told me the market had gone to hell again. Well, so had I. The market would recover, but I wouldn't. That was a hard thought. Should I kill myself? No, not now. Then. I love this. A mental fog settled down, but Jen would fix it. So let me just eat again. Let me just binge. Let me go get my, um, it's not even comfort food because it doesn't bring you comfort. Um, and then I got power. It's like I could get power from overeating. You know, it's like that, like he talks about that cocksureness comes back and it's like, okay, just get out of my way. I got it now. I got it covered until that wears off. And then, you know, I'm going to have withdrawals 
um, which is not a pretty thing if I'm trying to get abstinent. Uh, the mind and the body are marvelous mechanisms for mine endured this agony two more years. Uh, I started, I came into OA in 1981 when I was 22 and I'm 63 and boy, I'm surprised that I, I don't have heart disease because I got up to um, like 303 pounds on a five foot two frame. Um, I'm surprised that, um, I don't have more war wounds than I do. You know, I've got, of course, I've got a lot of loose skin and stuff, but, um, I'm really surprised that I don't have, well, I have high blood pressure now all of a sudden, don't know why, but all those years when I was morbidly obese, I never had high blood pressure. My blood sugars were fine. So the doctors could never use that as an excuse, but you better eat because health, I mean, you better not eat, lose weight because, you know, you're going to have a heart attack. Um, but yeah, our, our, but the mind, right? What happens to us that 24-7 um, of self-loathing, the hate, the fear, the anger, the, um, the whole cycle, swearing off, being abstinent, white knuckling in it, succumbing to it, the, you know, what we talked about here, the remorse, the horror, and the hopelessness, that whole cycle getting shorter and shorter until I'm just continuously binging. And that's really hard to function. You know, when you're trying not to let other people see that you're continually binging, um, when you have a husband and family and you're, they're involved in sports, all of those things. It's, um, and it's like, what, they didn't realize that I was binging when I would be gaining weight. It's like, you know, our mind, we, it's like, we can tell ourselves it's not that bad. And you could probably see the tree behind me. We always, we either put the tree here or when we cut one down, we put it on the other window and we have a walkway and I was gaining weight rapidly because that's what I do. I'm a binge eater. And I could remember walking through the walkway and I, no matter what size I am, I'm very curvy and my hips hit the tree and a couple ornaments fell off. And I looked at my husband. I said, why did we move the tree? And he looked at me and my husband's a normie. And, and he's like, you could see he was trying to measure how he was going to say this. And he said, Julie, you, it's just your weight gain that you've had this month. And I was like, whoa. I mean, I blocked that out that I had gained already 40 pounds in a month. And it was my butt hitting the tree. It wasn't the tree moved. And it's like, ah, this disease is just so cunning and powerful that I could tell myself that I'm not gaining any weight and eating the way I'm eating. Um, I stole from my wife's slender purse when the morning terror and the madnesses were on me. I, I always would, I mean, poor Norma, I would have, when I would make amends, you know, when I got clean again, because I'll have three years, God willing, next month. And I replaced everything on her desk, you know, and uh, because I, I ate so much and so fast and so furious. Um, I swayed dizzily before an open window or medicine cabinet. Um, you know, I, I was not one to ever want to end my life, actually end it, but I never wanted to get out of bed, right? Because I, I knew I was going to eat. If I get out of bed, I'm going to eat and start this whole thing again. Or I'm going to have to get another sponsor and, you know, write about what kind of animal I wanted or whatever, you know, the question was going to be. Um, 
Then came the night when the physical and mental torture was so hellish that I feared I would burst through the window sash and all. Um, you know, I would go to the doctor because my depression um, wouldn't lift. I mean, I, I, it would get obviously worse when I'm in the food. But yet I didn't associate, oh, it just bump up my medicine. Well, why don't I just really dig into the step work, get a sponsor, dig into the step work, do what the book says to do, become a recovered woman and be free. Could have done that instead of saying up my um, citalopram. Um, the next day they found me drinking both gin and sedative. The combination soon landed me on the rocks. People feared for my sanity and so did I. I would eat little or nothing when drinking. So of course that's for us, it's like I ate everything possible. Um, I was, you know, gained 40 pounds already. I think my last relapse, I had gained 70 pounds in um, four months and I was in a relapse for seven months. Um, I never left the rooms of OA, thank God. Thank God I knew, I knew that I couldn't do that. Um, even though I had those thoughts, like, you know, that, you know, I can control this, I can do it. <clears throat> I remember being in the shower. Mind you, this is probably what, three, well, three years ago before my, I came out of relapse. And I said, you know what, maybe I just need to just stop and not go to meetings for a while. Just get a new nutritionist and just start fresh, you know. And it was like, oh my God, I caught myself. I was like, who said that? I mean, why would I think that I could not be in OA, that the solution is spiritual, lack of power is my, my dilemma, when I know that I've been recovered before and I know what that felt like. And I know what just abstinence only feels like too. But um, it's like, I don't have to do that anymore, right? So now it's like, you know, three years next month, I don't have the remorse, the shame, the guilt. I wake up, thank you, God, for another spiritual day. Thank you, God, for the freedom of food. Um, some of you know I do a lot of baking. I've In the last two days, I've made 700 cookies. Um, I love to bake, and it's gifts, and I'm totally free with it. It's uh, neutrality. Um, that's what we get to do. Not that you have to bake to show that, oh my God, I'm recovered. No, if I, it's, it's, it's like, if I wasn't spiritually fit, let's say some things were going on and I was just really pissy today, I wouldn't be baking. Um, so yeah, you know, th this is such, such amazing paragraphs because my body and my mind survived, thank God. And now today, you know, I have a healthy mind. I'm free um serene um when life happens i don't have to go run and hide um I five think more minutes please julie okay great so in the last eight weeks my husband we found out he had a brain tumor he had brain tumor surgery the day after he had a stroke then <clears throat> he's had 30 um seizures and he's on medicine blah 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 in and out of the hospital but my food didn't change i brought my food to the hospital my son, my 30-year-old son weighed and measured my salad for me because when we had to go um, in the ambulance, um, it's just what we do. And it's it all starts with that, that, you know, when I wake up, it's like, okay, creator, today is your day. What do you want me to do? Because I will be back. I will be that person again. I will um, 
be deceitful. I'll be lying. I'll be cheating. I'll be shoving food. Um, I'll have it hidden all over the house. I'll wake up with the horrors, the despair, and then it'll switch into ego. And then I'll probably harm some people with my tongue because I'm not recovered. Um, but you know what? But I don't have to do that either. As long as I do work, work with others, uh, be of service. But number one is, is my God. So uh, with that, I think I will pass. I think I've said enough. No, you haven't. You could go on and on. <laughs> Thank you so much, 